You're tuning in to New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lap is the love from Romans 8 verses 31 to 39. As um, I informed the team, I I was uh, I'm I'm in un, under the weather right now uh, and uh, since Friday, so uh, the the coughing is still bad. So I rather stay home. So I'm speaking from home now. And if you feel that uh, my accent uh, have a bit of nasal because of uh, the sore throat, you know, not because eating too much cheese or being French. Uh, and um, so uh, <clears throat> uh, I just want to bring a message of uh, the book of Romans to us. This is uh, an, uh, the, the, last, the last portion of chapter eight, right? The last portion of chapter eight. And we will look at verse 31 until the end and uh just heads up next week um next sunday uh, we'll be we'll have some sharing from uh some of our folks in our church and some of the uh, uh, ignite team and then also the ignite team have several questions for me so i would like to address that next week but we'll finish chapter eight um this morning um so are you on if you are turn to the bible uh roman chapter uh, 8 verse 31 I will read for us and um, and uh, you can follow and then I will uh, share some of the main key ideas verse 31 Roman chapter 8 what then shall we say to these things if God is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but give up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is not, it is God who justifies. Verse 34, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who, is, who was raised, who, and who is at the right hand of God who indeed is interceding for us. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written? For your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Verse 37, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who love us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angel, nor ruler, nor things present, nor things to come, nor power, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, to uh, make the connection, the verse uh, verse 31, um, the Apostle Paul kind of raised the question, what then shall we say to this thing? What this thing? I mean, the above, the verse, uh, the previous portion that we look at 
talking about in in the same in the context of suffering. And um, you know, verse twenty nine: For those who whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So, so Paul gave an idea that once people, uh, the believers, believe in Christ, and and he's on the the uh, the path, the trajectory of being conformed to the image of Christ, meaning that being Christ-like in every way, in from character to you know uh, their thinking, their thoughts, and their way of life, lifestyle. And so, so um, verse thirty, Paul said, "Those who whom he predestined, he called." And those whom he called, he also be justified. And those who he justified, he also glorified. So the goal, the end game will be glorification. And so uh, between now, as we live on this planet, uh, suffering is part of life. Uh, so Paul talked about glorification. Like sometimes we feel like right now, you know, uh, some of us face challenges and life and uh, life trial. And sometimes... Um, we do not know um, what what's next. I mean, we don't know the future. That's why the suffering always it kind of blend, mixed in with hope, hope and suffering, in waiting, in endurance. And so it's a kind of a, a package that that as Christ follower, and we are moving in the path of fallen Christ. The uh, the to be conformed in the image of Christ is to be every aspect that Christ went through. And so uh, Paul uh, here uh, give us the assur- another assurance or say the promises that, you know, what shall we say to this thing? So uh, Paul explained that if God is for us, who can be against us? Um, probably you heard this many, many times. Uh, oftentimes in my own experience, people misquote this in the context like, yeah, I can do everything and nobody can stop me, you know. Or uh, I, I'm, I'm invincible. I'm, 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 I will be, you know, I will be uh, powerful, and nobody can stop me. Uh, even if I, I, I sin big time, this is not in the context of that. This is in the context of suffering. This is the context that where God people got persecution, they faced tribulation, and in a way that Paul want to bring back the story in the wilderness as well. Right, they face all kinds of trouble, and those who persevere until the end will enter the promised land by faith again, not by their ability. Because you know, all the enemy is bigger than them, all the surrounding country is bigger than them. Christian forever from day one will be the minority. Minority because people will be more powerful, they're smarter, they will have more resources than Christian. And 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 but God is all the side with Christian because. Because he's, he, 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 uh, he wants to show his power to even the youngest, the weak, and uh, the suffering uh, people. So uh, Paul see who can be against us in the context of suffering? Even all of the things that are going to happen to us today or yesterday or tomorrow, God say, I will be with you because nobody is going to, if I'm not allow anybody to to attack you or to win you or to kill you, I'm the God who's sovereign, right? So verse 32, he said that he who did not spare his own son, he talked about that. How can God allow um, the people who will defeat us in in the you know big picture of the end game, right? At the end, right? So so one sentence short. At the end, we will win because we with Christ. 
And so he said that even God's son, he did not spare God's son. Why? Because he, he wanted to graciously give to all of his people who are in Christ. And verse 33 says, who shall bring any charges against God elect? God elect here simply that God chosen a connection with, you know, God who foreknew uh, people predestined or foredestined. And then he will bring to justification. We all know that none of us are sitting here or standing works, including the Jew, good works of the law or uh, a social good deed. So no one can boast about their good stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm a good person uh, because even our righteousness will be like a future rag. And so um, uh, verse 32, continue, it is God who justify. Who justify? God is the one who justify. Who is to condemn? If God does not condemn us, there's no room for our this is such an uh, uh, affirmation and encouragement because from time to time, as a Christian, we might face or hurt. We already experience people can accuse us of this thing, bring accusation against this, so on. Maybe even rightly so, even rightly so. Be but we should not be feel like down or be, you know, be defeated because, again, as I shared maybe a month ago, I am, I'm, I'm not a good pastor. I'm a righteous pastor by faith. Because if you measure up with, you know, good works, we are not righteous. We are not good people. Only God is good, but we are righteous. Why? Because by faith. When we sin, we repent it and we come back to God. We under Christ. We are justified by faith, not by the good works. Because God is the one who justifies us. So if you face any accusation, whether from Christian or from non-believers, uh, it, is, it is not our job uh, to retaliate or even hold it, become the grudges, bitterness. It is to release because we are righteous by faith. Not, not a statement of arrogance, but a statement of humility that we are nothing. God is the one who justifies us. God consider Abraham to be righteous because of his faith, not because all the things that he did. We look at Abraham and go, wow, you know, how can I measure up? How can I be like Abraham? None of us can because God using, use, using different people through different times. And God is using you and me right now. We are righteous people by faith. We are not good in the world standard. Because if you use the world standard, they might think that, oh, Christian is this bad and, and so on, right? So we are righteous. And so in verse 34, it says about who is to condemn. If it's not God, it's not Christ, it's not the Holy Spirit, no one should condemn us because we are no longer under the law, but under grace. Even Christ himself. So this is powerful. Christ Jesus, the one who died. Why? Why did God die? Because Christ, in fact, was condemned. He was condemned because of our sin. Think about this, sinless Christ, powerful God, God's Son Almighty. He did nothing wrong. He took all of our sin. So he was one who was condemned. And on God's plan, he was crucified for our 
forgiveness. So they say, who, who, who condemned? Jesus Christ was condemned because more than that, he also, he was raised on the right hand of God who indeed interceding for us. So both now Christ, Christ is sitting on the throne and he intercedes for us. Previous passages talk about the Holy Spirit also intercedes for us, right? I mean, think about this. It's like, you know, our relationship with God reconciled through Christ Jesus. And whatever that the things that we cannot speak out, even we just, we're in painful, we cannot speak, the Holy Spirit interceded for us. And here, the King of Kings, sitting on the right hand of God, the throne, interceded for us as well. So, therefore, there will be no separation. No one can separate us from Christ. Tribulation. So he kind of lists out all the picture there because the, the Israelite, we experienced all of this. Even the, in the, the first, first uh, century Christian, they were ex, ex, experiencing tribulation, the persecution, famine, nakedness here, meaning like, you know, it's in poverty, it's in, uh, I mean, like nothing, nothing to lose, you're nothing left, you know, even you're naked, even your clothes were, were, were stripped, you know, Christ in a way was crucified naked, right? So God's son, was crucified naked in nakedness, in danger, in sword, uh, and as written, you know, for your sake, uh, we are being killed all day long as regarding as sheep to be slaughtered. In a way, um, as a Christian, we are walked to light with suffering. We almost feel like sometimes we're just being like sheep and being slaughtered. And sometimes we are helpless. We don't know what, you know, what to do. And this is where, God used Apostle Paul to encourage the church and those who are suffer like us today, that in verse 37 is to basically that we are more than conqueror. Because why? Because God loved for us. So let me uh, bring up the few points, summary, all of the things that I, um, I just um, shared with you. Maybe point number one, if you have that um, screen on. Um, are you there? You can see the, yeah? Point number one. Point number one is receiving all things by God's grace. I was uh, thinking about, you know, the, uh, um, in life, you know, everyone, it seemed like we have a certain grace. The, uh, the not yet born, not yet believers, um, sometimes, I mean, they enter the red race, right? Even, even Christian, if we're not aware the things we do in life, we are kind of in the spin of red race. We study to get a job, to get a job. We got money to live, to eat, and then retire and die, right? It's just life is just so short. And if, if, if without God, you know, in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes, say that life is meaningless, 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 vanity, vanity. Because what's the difference? What's the difference believe, between believers and non-believers? We all die anyway, right? We all work in the same industry. 
the difference is, I, I hope you know, the difference is that we have Christ, we have hope, we, we are saved by God's grace to our faith. There, there will be no discontinuity when we die, which means that you and I, right now, if we live in Christ and we continue to live in Christ when our life on this earth comes to an end. And that's beautiful because there's no disruption. So the kingdom of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven has come to us and Christ is in us. So we are living on this planet as though we live in heaven. There will be no discon there will no 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 interruption. The only difference when we go to heaven is that there will be no more tear, there will be no more suffering. So on this planet earth, suffering is part of you know living in Christ. And so Paul wants to encourage that the people, you will receive all things. Maybe not the things that you want, but the things that God wants. Your character, your Christ-like, the image of Christ, you'll be conformed to the image of Christ. I will provide for you. Think about the wilderness. I will provide for you. The, the, maybe the, not the food that you like in Egypt, but maybe manna. There will be quail. <coughs> there will be quail. There will be water in the, in the midst of the desert and, and, and wilderness. I mean, you have were sufficient. And, and then you will worship me right where you are. You don't, you don't have to wait until the promised land. So you and I don't need to wait to the heaven that we worship God. We worship God at home, at church, in the workplace, wherever you are. We receive all things through Christ by God's grace. So the thing that you and I are having here, are having right now, whether it's the job, whether the house, whether the clothes we wear, the air we breathe, the friendship, the relationship, is by God's grace. And so we need to be reminded not by our ability, even though that God created us with some ability. With some ability to carry out his word. He, he gave us some certain gift. But overall, everything we receive by God's grace. I mean, the background of the, the, the slide is a, is a snail. Um, we think about, you know, the know our arts. You know, probably the, the Bible tells us that, you know, um, God's called all the animals that come to Noah, Noah opened the door. I mean, the, the nail probably the last one. <coughs> I mean, the lion, the giraffe, they can run fast to the ark. The nail probably, you know, end up, you know, the last one. I think so, right? And, um, you know, the Bible talk about the, the first, the first being last, the last being first, because nobody knows, nobody knows. Nobody know who's going to be, you know, um, the end, because the end will tell. So that's why Paul, uh, all Christians encourage that we have to be persevered until the end. Uh, the Jew, the same. They say, oh, I'm, I'm Abraham descendant. But you won't be entered into the kingdom of God if you are justified by your good works of the law. And you boast arrogant about that. That's why you need to receive Christ. And everybody receive all things to life by God's grace. Think about your talent, your job, your career, your family, your situation right now. I mean, the Bible never tells us to compare our situation with others. Because we will 
will be falling to the same sin of the wilderness people that say, oh, I would wish you back in Egypt. Oh, God, you tell us that, yeah, it's a promised land, but I, I, I did not see it. It took them 40 years. Some of us maybe need, need take four days, 40, 40 weeks, 40 months, 40 years somehow. So the key to live a faithful life in Christ is to be faithful. And so receive all things by God's grace. So give thanks in everything. Point number two. Receive no charges or condemnation from God's law. As I said, right, from time to time, even we ourselves accuse us, our, ourselves, right? Sometimes we're not happy with ourselves. We feel defeated. We, we feel like I'm a loser. We feel like, you know, and now people add in like, yeah, you're, you're not good. You, you, you fail. And, you know, sometimes the devil is just, you know, bring charges against us. Because why? Because you have to use the law. Hey, look, you know, you sin many times, you fail many times, you did this, and you know, God had enough with you. And sometimes the, 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 the devil whisper in our ear, and you know, you're not good enough. And the, the rest of our life, just try to be good enough, right? Try to be good Christian enough. There's no, there's no, that's not the gospel. The gospel is like, it is finished, it is done, and now you are in a good hand, even though that will take time for you to be transformed by renewing the mind, being transformed to be to conform in the image of Christ. Being transformed, meaning also we need to be Christ, like to be conformed. This is where Paul linked in chapter two, uh, 12, chapter 12. Uh, next year we're going to study that, right? But here, receiving no charges or condemnation from God's law. This is a promise. The so second promise, the first one that that you will receive all things by God's grace. The second promise will be receiving no charges or condemnation from God's law. Meaning God's law no longer can charge us. God's law no longer can condemn us. Why? Because we are in Christ. There will be no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. But those who are not in Christ automatically will be condemned. So the key is how do we know that we are in Christ? I cannot answer that for you. Each of us need to answer that. Ask yourself, are you in Christ? Are you in Christ does not mean that are you sitting on the church on Sunday? Are you in Christ on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Are you, have the, are you having the mind of Christ? Are you loving the way that Christ instructs us? Are you, are you, uh, do you concern about God's, what God concerned? Do you God's matter, God's business? I mean, God's business is to reach and win the loss. Are you living like the disciple in the first century to witness about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension, and even proclaiming that Christ will come back? The end will come. Now is the time to repent. Receiving no charges from God's law. Dude, you feel, you feel like, you know, even in our best relationship, husband and wife, our, you know, parents, children, sometimes, you know, even our parents accuse us of this, you know, blame us of this, and we blame each other. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a consequence of sin in the, after the garden in, in, in Genesis 3. We blame each other. 
but under with with these promises like we can humanly we still can blame each other but god if you are in christ god does not blame us because you are in christ there will be no condemnation for those who are in christ are you still with me yes can you raise your hand i can see you all right good point number three. Well, the promise, the third promise will be receiving no separation from Christ's love. My love for you, my love for my wife, my son, or their love for me, in some way will come and go. Sometimes it's flickering because we are human. There will be hate and love. There will be restoration. There, there will be comes and go. You know, sometimes we have a best friend and then we have issue, relationship, no longer best friend. And all of that on earth, it's a, in a way, it's a suffering because brokenness of in each of us. Because we are imperfect in many ways. So brokenness, suffering, uh, separation, you know. Even though I speak right now, you know, my heart goes out to those who are, you know, uh, divorced. I mean, God has the best for you, but, you know, we, we, you know, as living on earth. That's why, you know, want to get the young people, the, the one heart, uh, the single, you know, you have to really get serious on the knee with God before you really want to say, I do to anyone. Because we want this, this God, you know, in God, 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 the person that God brought for us is the right one. Not to say that we have to know exactly 100% in order to, to say, I do. But I think. More if you know the person, and the one key thing is that asking is that person, you know, in love, in relationship with Jesus Christ, first and foremost, before in relationship with you. So receive no separation from Christ. So it means that once you are in Christ, it's almost like super glue. It's like uh, adhesive. It's like there's no way to break. There's no way to break, even death. No, in in, a ma- in 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 marriage, right? We say, you know, the vow and we, for better or for worse, for sickness or uh, in good term or bad term, we are until that's do us part. Meaning that between husband and wife, physically, that will separate them after, I mean, one or the other or both die, right? Of course, there will be reunion, right? The reunion in heaven. That's why both believers, if husband and wife, will see each other again and the children in, uh, in heavenly place. But with right now, if you are in Christ, there will be no separation from Christ's love. So Christ's love is in you and for you, and there's nothing can separate that. And then it go on because of your tribulation, persecution. So all the first century Christian, the apostle, the disciple. Uh, they receive all the persecution, but no one, no one, nothing, calamities, tribulation, earthquake, um, you know, um, all sickness, disease, nothing can separate them from Christ's love. And this is the joy of living in Christ. As we are approaching the end time, or some of us uh getting closer to Jesus, meaning getting old, <laughs> uh, that, that, that even there will be separation between even our biological family or even spiritual family, but there will be no separation from Christ's love. 
Why are you still with me? Can you raise your hand? Yes? Okay. This is, I think this is kind of beautiful um, because even though we do not see Christ face to face, right? Uh, we do not feel, um, we cannot hold Christ's hand, but we can feel Christ's love. Now, some of you may ask, but I don't feel it, Pastor. Well, perhaps it's all about relationship, I said. You perhaps you need to check the relationship that you have, have uh, having with Christ. It is more like a real chore on Sunday, or it's really intimate during the weekday and Sunday. You know, sometimes if I do not feel um, my family loves for me because I, if I did not spend enough time with them. As I said, right, um, the research was, was uh, done that if you just spend 15 minutes a day with your loved ones, the love intensifies. And they also now research by looking at each other's eyes, the eyeball, got the desired eye, that, you know, just look at five minutes a day at each other's eyes, love also intensifies. Are you having enough time with the Lord Jesus Christ to feel Christ's love? Whether reading the Bible, in prayer time, in fellowship. I encourage, that's why fellowship is key. We, we taught that in our foundation class. It's key because after listening to someone, if you run away, I, uh, go away just for do other things, and you don't, you you missing, you robbing yourself of fellowship, which is very, the very crucial thing that make uh, Christ love adhesive in terms of community, because we are not living our life alone. We're living in the community of God. So the only way that you and I can feel Christ's love is if we spend time with each other. I remember that um, I, I had a, a sabbatical um, last year, three months, seemed very long. But I still keep in touch, of course, with the team. And, um, and uh, you know, and I spent time with the Lord. And, and some of you are so far away, your family, but you keep thinking about the family back home. And I... I made a clip a while ago. Uh, I put on YouTube, and I pray for your family because they maybe they're expecting you to be home, but you cannot be home because the, the border locked down, closed down. So I do pray for your family. And I think that, you know, you keep in touch with your family via this technology, whatever that you use. And because that 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 is tangible, right? Christ love, we, know, we don't want to know Christ love only for the hate knowledge. We need to need the heart. We need to feel the touch. And the only way in the context of the body of Christ, the church, is that you will mingle, you will connect, you fellowship, you attend small group, the small group light net design for your life to be netted together into one. Some of you have been to this church for a long time and you never attended light net once uh, for whatever reason. You should not feel any kind of guilt, trip, or condemnation, but I feel for you. I feel for you. How do you have feel the Christ love during the week, Monday to Saturday? Even maybe because you, maybe you brought up in tradition, Sunday is enough. If that's enough for you, so be it. But there will be small group around. Um, we want to connect. We want you to feel Christ's love because there's no separation. 
Because if you don't feel Christ's love, you will always lead to the next thinking that God is far, God is not near, He doesn't care. I'm in suffering right now alone, nobody knows. So I got to feel a bit, uh, you know, under the weather and uh, God allowed this situation that I feel that the love of my wife and my, for, my, for me is intensified. Um, you know, sometimes you, because you, just the analogy, you sink low and then you can see the highest of God and other things. Sometimes because you, you're moving to life too fast, uh, everything's around on the pavement. You know, if you're riding a car, if you ride like 100, uh, 200 kilometers, everything on the side of the road is blur. If you slow down, uh, 100, 100, you still see a little bit, but you slow down even 60, then you see more things. You slow down 40, you see a lot more. Sometimes maybe in life, if the pace of life is moving too fast, we can't see what God is doing in our life. And so the pandemic, I feel like, you know, around the world, especially in the context of our church, you know that a lot of, a lot of things that, 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 you know, God is working in your life, whether you got a pay cut, you got a, um, looking for a job, you know, God allow you to see who you are as a reflection in Christ. So it's like God put a mirror for us. And so when, when we, so in the context of suffering, when we are in pain, there are two kind of a, a responses. Sometimes we blame God. Sometimes we blame others. There's a tendency, you know. So besides, I got a sore I got also back pain. So now I'm remembering uh, Jojo and JP and those who are in suffering right now. So God allows suffering in our lives so we can be uh, both, uh, you know, em- empathize and sympathize and to journey together, right? Because if we have, we, that's why it, it's, uh, sometimes we take, you know, painkiller, but I think, you know, God allowed the pain for us to slow down. And so um, um, the, um, uh, the love of Christ that in us, in order to really appreciate it and really enjoy it, sometimes we need to slow down and spend time with him. Otherwise, we don't feel Christ's love. Uh, husband, gentlemen, you know, sometimes you don't feel the love from your spouse because maybe, you know, whether or not that you agree or not, but you know, sometimes you don't have enough spend time to each other, whether it be busy at work or just busy with the children and so on. Uh, same with the single, maybe you are running around, maybe thinking all the time, who will be the one that, you know, God brings my life and you got so distracted, busy, instead of spending time with the Lord and your intimacy relationship with the Lord. When Christ's love is in you, there's no separation. And when Christ's love is fill your heart, you suddenly, God will bring the right person to you and then will ignite and to become one. So I pray that for our single, I pray for the family and children that, you know, you spend time with each other. You only can feel Christ's love in your family, in the community, if we spend time with each other. And Christ's love will be, we will receive no separation beginning now until uh, our life on earth come to an end. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Okay, number four. Okay, last point. Being more than a conqueror to God's love in Christ Jesus. Well, maybe at this context, people in the first century, the church feel like sometimes because in suffering, we we feel defeated. 
you know, like even right now, I'm speaking, you know, oh, I'm have to speak from home. I got a cough. I feel like, you know, maybe defeated by disease. And, you know, thanks to the technology, I won't be able to, uh, you know, uh, even I can speak, but won't be able to come to church. Every time that you and I suffer from something, whether emotional or physical, we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm in pain. I'm, I'm, I'm a loser. I feel defeated. Especially you, you've been cornered by all sides, you know, job loss, pay cut, and this family issue, and all of that. And, and you just, you know, on and on, and you feel like you're being defeated. And so the word of God, be, you know, encourages us that because we are in Christ. Because we are in Christ. We, are being, we will be more than a conqueror, not because of our ability, because God's love in Christ. When I think about this, it's not about because our ability, our talent, our power, but God's love. Why, why is that? Because if the children maybe understand this better. The children will feel they are more than conqueror if they have the parental love for them. Whatever that we do, parents, we want to make sure the children know for a son that we love them. They sometimes, they excel in school, sometimes not because you have put more tuition on their children or put, fill their calendar with, with, with classes. I don't think so. All they need, they need a bit of playtime with you. They need full of God's love, your love for them, and they will excel in school. Not to your expectation, but to their best desire. So the same Christian sometimes, we feel like we do not excel to the level to the level that maybe we expected or sometimes you feel like pastor expected me this. I, 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 let me make it official here. I do not expect anything from anyone. What I pray and I hope that you will excel in the Lord because his love for you will fill your heart and fill your mind. I pray that our church, our community will be filled with God's love and then we will be more than a conqueror. God will certainly will equip us with certain skill, with certain talent, with certain so-called blessing, whether it's relational blessing, financial blessing, but more importantly, we are more than conqueror because Christ's love, because God's love in Christ for us. What is the end game of our life? And definitely, God will ask not what position that you have in your company, how many, how many promotions that you have, uh, what is the, how many digit zero in your bank account. It's all about zero. It's all about the zero-sum game. God will ask, are you in Christ? Are you in my son? Are you enjoying the relationship that Christ, my son, died for you? He was condemned for you. He was crucified for you. 
he was raised for you so that you have hope in me so that your suffering will be eased so your suffering has meaning your tribulation your trial because all of that will bring you closer to Christ I don't know about you, but uh, I think some of you can identify when we are down or we sick or we, um, you know, um, in bad mood. Uh, that true responses. Sometimes we just ignore or we just draw closer to God. You're talking about pain that we either can blame each other or we can give God thanks and just realize how deep is your love for us. And then we will be more than conquerors. Modern conquer doesn't mean that we are invincible. Nobody can kill us. That we are, we, are, we can do anything we want. No, but meaning that we are so, like, uh, adhere to God's love and in Christ, nothing can separate us. And that's what we are meaning. We are modern conquer because if we are in Christ. Christ has conquered death. So if anyone who conquered death, definitely there will be a victor, right? Regardless how successful billionaire in our world, no one can delay that or conquer that. They can delay. They even can, you know, maybe use all technology to delay life. Even they're talking about, some of you maybe heard this hibernation, hibernation that they, they pause the light and they try to restore in the next 20 years in the frozen. Nobody knows how to set, but even that, even they can live another 20 years, so what? Because we have eternal perspective. If we are in Christ now, we will be forever in Christ. So we are being more than conquered because death cannot hold us when we are in Christ. When our life comes to an end, the love of Christ is always there from the beginning. So that's the... Last point I want to make, and let me read for us the last uh, portion of scripture, and then we're going to spend uh, some reflection time. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Verse 35. Ask yourself this question in your personal context, whatever the, the situation that your life faces. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall pay cut? Shall job loss? Self-brokenness in some relationships, self-persecution, self-distress, self-stress from the workplace, self-persecution um, from the neighbor or online or people back home, self-famine, self-sickness, self-COVID-19, self-danger, self-war, sword. And it's written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. And Christ was brought as the animal, as the ultimate sacrificial animal, the Lamb of God, to the slaughter, how to be killed for us so that we can be spared from the last day of eternal damnation. No, in all this thing, in all this thing, in all the things like even the pandemic, the COVID-19, sickness, brokenness, all of that, we are more than conqueror through him who loves us. Who loves us, Christ loves us, God loves us, the triune God loves us. 
neither dead nor alive nor angel nor ruin nothing even the heavenly place nor things present things to come nor power nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation in all creation nothing will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord the question is are you in christ and you have to answer that to the Lord our God. You don't need to answer that to me. Each of us is responsible to answer that question. Are we in Christ? Because if we are, nothing can separate us. So that is the assurance, that's the promises that God spoke to the Apostle Paul or to this Roman. And this is the end of chapter 8. And I pray that we will even go home and read again because the point is has to be relevant, resonate, and has to be personal. As You have to own the scripture. You have to own God's word in your life. Let's just spend five minutes of reflection.
Lord Jesus, <clears throat> we receive all these promises that you promises to those who are in Christ, those who love you, and those who are loved by you. And Lord, we are reminded that we receive all things in this life by your grace and not by our ability. And Lord, we are sure and promise that we receive no charges or condemnation from your law. Even your law is perfect and we are imperfect. But because we are in Christ, you have fulfilled all the requirements of the law so that we are free from the charges of the law, from the condemnation of the law, so that we also free from sin and free to live according to your will. And Lord, those who are loved by you and those who are in you receive no separation from your love. Even though maybe our best friend, our spouses, our children, our loved one, their love for eat, for us sometimes go up and down, depends on sometimes the weather, sometimes the situation, sometimes just relational issue. We are assured and we are promised that your love for us always remains. Lord, we are promised that we will be more than conqueror not because of our muscle, not because our brain, not because our street smart, not because our career, not because of our position in whatever the place we work, but because of your love for us that we are more than conquer. So it's not about us. It's about you because you, you are the victor. You conquer death. And therefore, we have hope in you even in the midst of pandemic, suffering of all kinds, we are sure that we will be more than conqueror through your love in your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for your church, the congregation, each, every one of us here from the youngest to the most senior one, that Lord, we are sure that whatever life throw at us, whether sickness or pain, suffering, job loss, uncertainty, we know that we'll be more than conqueror because your love feel for us. I pray the same that we're going to pray, especially parents. We want to let our children know that not only your love, God love for them, but also the parents love for them, the church love for them so that they can excel, whether in school, in workplace, even those who are working whether we have a bad relationship with the, the boss or the management, we know that, Lord, we are modern conqueror because of your love for us. But we thank you so much, Lord, again, for your love. And we are so confident that whatever happened to us in this life, your love remained the same for us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right to pass to the MC. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for that message of uh, encouragement. Also, 
I would like personally encourage all of you before I get into announcements that we're all our conquerors. Amen? All right. Uh, at this time, I'd like to uh, mention about uh, our uh, few announcements regarding the prayer time. Usually, church starts at 9, but we have actually a meeting of uh, individuals who are willing to pray for not only the church, but for the country or for anything else that might be uh, burning on our minds. Um, I personally have uh, attended, and it's an um, encouraging moment. It's also a uh, conservatively charismatic um, prayer where we uh, literally pour our hearts out in... Um, our own language or in our own um, tongue. Uh, that's for 30 minutes. Um, we meet uh, after that at 8.45 upstairs here with all the congregation, um, roughly 15 minutes before church actually starts. It's a welcome moment. It's a safe zone, the green zone as I call it where we can just come together and uh, lift up um, our hearts in prayer in a corporate setting. Moving on to refreshments. Um, I do have some exciting news for you this morning. Um, <coughs> both good and... Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by these messages. Join us next time. And do press the follow button on our profile page to keep up to date with the latest messages. God bless you.